This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. From Lathery to Merlin's Bridge. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. A Stackpole man has said he was slashed in the face during a terrifying suspected carjacking attempt at Freshwater West last Friday. Wayne Edge's car was brought to a halt by a man suddenly appearing in the road. The driver's side window of his car was then smashed and a grab made for the keys. As he struggled, the driver's face was slashed. Wayne was able to drive away and alerted the police. He later received hospital treatment to stitch his face wound and the police are investigating. The Welsh Government has been criticised for failing to show leadership in its response to Theresa May's Brexit deal. On Tuesday, the Assembly will hold a non-binding vote on the deal reached between the UK Government and the EU. Plaid Cymru described the Welsh Government's position for the vote as a whitewash. The Wales for Europe group said it does not provide the kind of strong lead on the issue that Wales needs. A Welsh Government spokesperson said it does not support the deal which is on the table. Part of the Government motion states that the Welsh Government believes that the UK-EU's so-called political declaration that outlines both sides' ambitions for the new future relationship falls short of its own demands. Geraint Talvan Davis, chair of Wales for Europe, said the original Welsh Government motion does not provide the kind of strong lead in this issue that Wales needs at this unprecedented moment in our history. MPs will vote on the Brexit agreement on December the 11th. Part of the M4 near Swansea was closed on Sunday following a four-vehicle crash. The westbound carriageway between Junction 47 and Junction 48 was closed and traffic was diverted at Junction 47. The Welsh Ambulance Service confirmed that it had been called to the scene and that thankfully none of the passengers were seriously injured. Talented Pembrokeshire College students have proved that they are among some of the best young trainees in the UK, bringing home four medals from a national competition. A total of 10 Pembrokeshire College learners secured places at the World Skills UK finals held at the NEC Birmingham after scoring highly in national qualifiers. They joined over 500 competitors from across the UK, competing for medals in this prestigious competition. Their medal hall included silver for Epiphany Matchwick in the Inclusive Skills Horticulture Competition, bronze for Adam Noke in Inclusive Skills Horticulture, Charlotte Phillips-Poupard in Beauty Therapy and Jay Blair in Welding, as well as a highly recommended award for Zara Morgan in Beauty Therapy. And in sport... Wales will take on Croatia, Slovakia, Hungary and Azerbaijan in Group E of the Euro 2020 qualifiers. The top two teams from each of the ten groups will qualify for the tournament, which is being held in 12 countries. The qualifiers, condensed because of this year's UEFA Nations League group games, will take place between March and November 2019. A classic car show at Skelton Manor has raised thousands of pounds towards charities which help the people of Pembrokeshire every day. The Pembrokeshire Classic Car Club raised and donated nearly £10,000 to the Paul Sartori Foundation, 
Wales Air Ambulance and Diabetes Wales Cymru Tenby Branch. The Span Jazz Christmas Party is taking place this Friday at the Plas Hoveridge Hotel in Narbuth. Graham Pike and the John Gibbon Trio are headlining the event. There may be quizzes and sing-alongs. Tickets are available on Eventbrite and cost about £10. Saundersfoot's famous Christmas Festival by the Sea takes place this Friday and continues throughout the weekend and a warm welcome is guaranteed. Entry is just £2.50. The weekend includes a lantern parade, Christmas market in a big heated marquee on the harbour wall, carol singing, Christmas lights, mulled wine, cookery demonstrations and not forgetting Santa's Grotto. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. And you're here with Ronnie J. And no, it's not the West Files, I'm afraid. It's the debate show. Steve will be back in the bottom of the studio next week. And we are going to be the debate show tonight. And it will be, hopefully, if I press this button... We should be on Facebook Live at some point. If we are, please let me know. If we're not, please let me know anyway. Because I haven't got a clue. Um, I was shown, but who knows. Um, I have three wonderful guests here tonight. The debate tonight is about autism awareness. It's also about disabilities with learning, with mobility, with the problems that go on with assessments, diagnosis, education. You know the way it goes. Put your comments in. I have three wonderful ladies here tonight. And we'll have some music first. We'll have, well, it's not that yet, but we'll have Christmas Day by Dido. And I'll come back to you in a minute. The young gentleman came riding past on a snow blue winter's day. He asked to drink by our fire and I was pleased to let him stay. He drank there quietly for a while Then he turned and said to me Your eyes are green Like summer grass Your lips are red Like a fresh cut rose Your hair is soft Like an Irish stream And your voice is filled with sweet beauty words I heard him say Where I shall return for you my love on Christmas Day And the night will come but I won't sleep as I watch the stars that lead him I cannot place where he is but still my heart goes with him I'm saving all my Sunday clothes for the day
Welcome back to the debate show, and she's off again already, with me, Ronnie J, and my three lovely guests. And we'll start from this end. Are you going to start with me? Yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) Introduce yourselves as you go along and tell us why you're here, what you're about. My name is Rose, and I am a mum to a young man who has additional needs and has been waiting for an autism assessment for quite some time. Um, I'm also a committee member of the National Autistic Society. I'm Beth and I'm a mum to a 14-year-old girl with autism and a 12-year-old boy with autism. They've both got other complex needs, other diagnoses as well. Um, I'm also the secretary of the National Autistic Society Pembrokeshire branch. Hi, um, I'm Maria Vanashi. I'm the specialist teacher and assessor with Dyslexia Pembrokeshire. Um, I provide uh, specialist tuition and specialist assessments for children and cognitive assessments for a variety of needs and uh, work within the parameters of dyslexia, specific learning difficulties and work throughout Pembrokeshire and across uh, across the Wales and the UK I guess. I mean people come down for assessments from all ends of uh, um, the UK um, but mostly I prioritise my time and my efforts in Pembrokeshire for local families. Lovely. So we all know who each other is, as they did beforehand. You should have been listening before we came on air. It was fantastic. And it's educational. It's surprising. But as it is, it's the debate show. It's the show for you as well. 
we are hopefully going Facebook Live. I've got comments coming up, but I don't actually have a live feed at the moment. If anybody of my teammates are out there, please help me. I'm a bit confused as to why I did what I'm supposed to do. But anyway, um, I can see your comments. So it is for you to put your comments across. It is for you to say what you want to say. And you can instruct it to you know any one of the lovely ladies we've got here. George keeps saying, hi, Mum. Please, will you say hi, Mum, back? Hi, George. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you're happy now, George. Um, so we please everybody. And we will go back to some music. Well, hopefully I will try and see if somebody can help me sort this feed out. As I said, I can see your comments at the moment, even though the actual feed is not live. But we will have Material Girl by Madonna next.
And that was Madonna with Material Girl. I'm sorry, George, we do have to put music in. Hi, Darren, by the way, babes. Love you too. Right. We're here tonight to talk about autism awareness, about learning disabilities, education, the problems that affect parents and carers in the county. Who would like to start it off? Um, I'll just say by um, sharing George's parting words with me tonight, which were, um, are you going to talk about me on the radio? And I said, only if that's okay. And he said, yes, of course, I think you should talk about me because not enough people understand my autism. Oh, sweetheart. So I think that's a good place to start with. He recognises himself as a child that transport services, education services do not not. recognise autism and that they see him as a naughty boy. He's been labelled so many times as a naughty boy. And he sees the world and differently. He, and he just, yeah, yeah. he is unique. He's fabulous. Mm, Everyone yeah. who meets him loves him. And I like him fabulous. already. And he's, yeah. <laughs> all he's done, bless him, is comment. <laughs> but he knows that people do not understand autism. And he, he'll come to any event with me and wear a T-shirt and promote it and say, people need to learn, people need to learn. Has he been diagnosed with autism, did you say? He's, he's still waiting for his final... Um, diagnosis. He's had his assessment. Mm. We haven't had the outcome and yet. Is it but pure autism or are there co-occurring difficulties? Does he have uh, ADHD and autism and PTSD and sensory processing disorder so and complex needs and executive skill syndrome, which to oh. what George said, am I going to be on The Apprentice? That's something I haven't heard of. I've never uh, heard of it. What, can you explain what it actually is? It's um, partly about um, processing. Right. It's part the of the spectrum. Function. The executive right. function right. is part of the front, yes. part of the frontal lobe. Yeah. Um, about yeah. how he doesn't process things as quickly. Sometimes not as not at all. Right. And sometimes just in a completely different way. Um, so his executive skills are very different in how they work for him. As how they so work for could me. that be a lot of children or young people have got that, but not realising what it is? Because I've come across. Um, I'm. I'm also my day job huh, is. Um, passenger assistant taxi lady whatever you want to call me escort but I come across a lot of children like that and the parents say the same type of thing but there's they don't actually give a name to it no is is that because it's not known I'd never heard of it until it came up on a report about George and I went away and bought a book off Amazon and read it and thought this is my child (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. this is my child the thing is with children with slow processing um speed particularly in children with dyslexia or dyspraxia you know you can have it uh, sort of attached to a lot of um additional needs and you know it is one of those things where you look the child or the yeah the child or the teenager may look as if they're daydreaming but really they're really just slow to respond because they are processing so much auditory information Mm. and that is through the ears and I think that is really important because in social everyday situations just rapid speech and conversation it's very hard for them to keep up as well not least sitting in a classroom absorbing and he's 12 your your son so secondary school age he's secondary school so a lot of information to take in on a day-to-day basis you know with all those other needs compounded so you know it, it is difficult for him yeah. But, you know, he, he is a very, um, well, he sounds like a, a pretty amazing kid to be able yes. to cope with yeah. the classroom. Yeah. 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 yeah, he says he's not naughty, he's a darling. 
Yes, <laughs> he is. Oh, he's he's obviously God. well known because Sharon says, "No, you're super duper, George. George, you're taking over the show, my darling. <laughs> George on. Can yeah, we have our little mascot? We're talking about you. And we're very. What, what about your your side of of that? You know, sort of situation as well. So my son was flagged up at his two year check as possibly having autism. Um, we started on the diagnosis route, and then during that process, he was diagnosed with an extra chromosome. So at that point, they said, well, this is what the issue is. It is an autism. And I said, can he have two things? And they said, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> then a few years later, we happened to see um, a paediatrician who'd retired, took over a clinic for one day and said to me, why is this child not diagnosed with autism? And I said, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> so he was put back on the waiting list, which was a couple of years. He was seen um, two years ago in the summer. Um, they did an assessment, then they did another assessment, and then they came back and said, we're not sure, so we're going to put him on the second opinion list, which has only recently, that panel has been put together. So he's been on that list for almost 18 months, and we are no closer to finding out whether Bobby does have um, autism or not. Um, boys with the condition that he has the extra chromosome, 80% of them are also diagnosed with autism. And the geneticist said to us, if they suspected it at two, and 10 years later they still suspect it, the chances are that's You've what it is. It. Mm. So why is it taking so long? I mean, when you when you you <laughs> have a child... It's a million dollar question. Yeah. 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 I, mean, yeah. I, mean, first, I mean, part of the problem now is that to be able to get put on the waiting list, you have to see a paediatrician. Now, the wait for that, correct me if I'm wrong, is at least 12 months. How many paediatricians in Pembrokeshire that deal with this area? Around 18 months. Yeah, 18 months. So then for them to look at you, for them to then say, okay, this might be what's going on, to be referred onto another waiting list, Mm. to wait for an assessment. Then after you've had the assessment, you have to wait Wait for your your results. Or you get put onto this second opinion. Now, my personal view of the second opinion list is it is a way for the health authority to hide children that they haven't diagnosed, so they they're not they're, there's no data on them. Right. Yeah. So they oh, can so kind with of, no diagnosis. They're kind of they're not atypical. They're not classed as anything. They're not categorised. So they're they're hidden. Yeah. And while you're not looking for a label, you just need to understand the needs it's, of your it child. It isn't a label. It's a diagnosis. Yeah. You know, you hear that a lot. Oh, we don't Mm. like to label children. I'm not asking you to label them. I'm asking for a diagnosis. So that you know. Without it, you can't get support. And the new service that's been set up by Welsh Assembly, without a diagnosis of autism, you cannot get support. So all the people that are waiting in Pembrokeshire for years and years and years for a diagnosis will never be able to access that support until they get it. I will add that um, members of the... um, health board and transport and several other people have been invited on but needless to say declined so hence why they're not here um not that i understand why at all you know (laughs) i mean there's a lot of questions they could have answered yeah absolutely but this this surely this is unfair on any parent any carer of any child with any form and i'm using the word any all the time But, you know, you have a lot of children and young adults in the county with a lot of different problems. You do. At yeah. all age groups. And co-occurring difficulties. Yes. 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 There's yeah. never just straight down yeah. the middle. No, there's and, not. You yeah. know, and, and it's, it's dependent upon which is the most prom- predominant yeah. need yeah. presenting at the time of assessment. Yeah. Because the next day, these children, as we all know, may present differently. Yeah. Exactly. Same I mean, yeah, you can well. have one yeah. child one day 
and they can be a certain way and then perhaps mm. something upsets or them or it might be they yeah. might be excited about something yeah. they change again this is not taken into account even by schools sometimes, is no, it? It's not. No, they can be different children at home, yes. and different children yes. in a social environment, different children in a classroom. I've taught for twenty-three years, and you know, have been a Senko within the Pembrokeshire secondary school system. And a lot of the children I used to teach used to come from the autism centre, or were diagnosed dyslexics, or what we call dyslexic type difficulties, or atypical autism, those without a diagnosis, but all the symptoms and presentations, you know. So we couldn't ignore them and say, well, we're not going to teach you because you don't have a diagnosis. We have to actually look at the child's presenting needs on, you know, as they are, and support them, you know, as you would any other child. So why don't all schools do that? Well, hmm. every child's entitled to, you know... Every child's entitled to an to education. That's appropriate to their yeah. so they need. And I think that's individually some, tailored. That, yes. And that sometimes is where the problem lies, I, I think, because, you know, if you have a teacher who's teaching 30 children and they have to differentiate the curriculum for one child... Where has the teacher got the time to do it? Yeah. And well, if they're not do, trained yes. in that yeah. in that um, condition, mm. where have they got time to get the knowledge of that? It, it's, it seems a little unfair on the, yeah. on the, on and the staff sometimes. Surely yeah. the school yeah. as a whole, if, if the school as a whole have got, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but X amount of children with different types of problems that they could change the class regime for... Mm. Why can't they do that? That's well, not that's, how we teach. Well, that's, that's not how you teach. N- well, actually, that's what you know. Your IEP is for, and your uh, class I, school. What's work. IEP? Uh, sorry, individual education plan. If right. a child has got some additional learning needs above and beyond the mainstream curriculum, then there's you know the expectation is that teachers should differentiate. And yes, they don't have time. They're, we have to be realistic. Any teacher watching or listening in tonight is going to say, oh, I've got 30 in my class, so, you know, secondary school teachers will see 100 kids a day, yeah. 150 yeah. kids yeah. a day. Yeah. Where is that capacity for them? Why then do they have the LSAs? The LSAs are supposed to be trained, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in their areas or across their year groups, yeah. you know. I've got say, the one that's with my son, she's amazing. So they, they I know a couple of amazing ones, yeah. Yeah, I must are, admit. She's yeah. extraordinary. Mm. School as well. And I think schools... They are, some Some of them are absolutely fantastic. So yeah. it has to be yeah. fair, they've got a very difficult task yeah. Yeah. with very limited resources and we have to take a balanced sort of view. However, a terrible pay. Yeah, mm. yeah. Or a appalling, appalling yeah. No training. And undervalued. No. No yeah. But we, yeah, I agree. Yeah. There needs to be some reform done there, particularly, you know, they need to look at the auxiliary support staff and yes. um, train them. You know, so I'm going to go now and <laughs> probably open a hornet's nest. Why, <laughs> why don't the council or the education committee see this? Oh, you're asking when, people. Well, no, because if the parents like yourselves or the people in the education like yourself, are standing up there and you are saying this is what we need for our children why are they not listening what what is stopping them i think it needs to be many people yeah not just one person and i think think that's what we need to start doing in pembrokeshire is getting together and saying actually do you know what we can do this together together we can make a difference together they need to listen 
they need to listen to what we are saying and they need to step step up because they're not providing what they need to provide. You know, I think yes. there's not enough challenge. Yes. And it's, you know, if parents parents shouldn't be afraid to challenge schools, institutions, local authorities. It is frightening. Oh, yeah. But nobody else, no parent is going to lie down and not look after their child and not want to fight or have the best for their child if they've got that information. Yeah. If they know. Is that what the problem is? Is it getting that information out? Is it getting the information to the parents? Yes, it is. You're you're told so many conflicting things, you know. We don't do statements. We do do statements. Your child won't get a statement, you know. And and so as a parent, it's really confusing. Yeah, what the criteria is. To be honest, the criteria for statements is it's laid out in the Code of Practice for Wales. Um, you know, it's above and beyond, um, you know, what is given to an average child, you know, a normal child. In, in When I say normal, I mean a child without any additional yeah. needs, yeah. with all due respect to every child out there. Um, and when you look at the, um, the definition of SEN, it's a child or young person who has special needs if they have a learning difficulty which calls for special educational provision to be made for them. And that isn't lumped into your mainstream class of 30. That's anything. If, if the LSA is giving additional uh, uh, you know, support, what is it for? Um, children don't need a diagnosis in, in many, many areas to get support. You shouldn't have to wait six years for a diagnosis and therefore six years is gone. That's six no years support. of schooling yeah. that they've lost yeah. out on. What we need to be aware of is that if they have these additional needs, that we have evidence of those needs, which is why a lot of people go down the independent uh, assessment route, because they can't be, they're worried. They can't wait for the child to become an adult before they know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of uh, parents that go off to Bristol, London, um, all parts of the UK. You know, my specialism is dyslexia and, you know, specific learning difficulties, but not ADHD, because that is a health-related or dyspraxia um, diagnosis, but I can contribute towards that uh, decision, if you like. Um, But what we're saying is that, um, you know, these children have got special educational needs if they can't read or write uh, according to the, you know, what we say, the average um, level or within the average norms. And there are lots and lots of lots of data in schools there's lots of um you know information in schools it's just how it's used and Mm. how it's um how it's kind of you know put how a child's needs can be met through the information and resources and expertise a school really has somebody has come in with a question could more Elsa's, apparently that means, I'm sorry, I, there's a lot of the terminology, that's it, uh, learning sports, is not be trained to help and support the kids in the gap between mainstream and actually having a unit placement. Could you they have be to trained? Ask the education department. It's a good question. <laughs> it's, but, yeah, you know, we're not in the best the, place to ask. the finances it's, coming it, from it depend, for it? It depends on each individual yeah. child. And yeah. when you say Elsa's, you need to know what they're trained in, yeah. you know, at what level they're trained yeah. in. Um, yeah, not just a one-day course and then that's it forever. A, a, a one-day awareness course, unfortunately, you know, it, it it works to an extent. It gives you an awareness. It wakes you up a little bit. Mm. And think, oh God, is that some of the symptoms? Is that is that why this little uh, you know, little Johnny has said or done that? Oh, it's it's their need. Mm. You know, it it's not the child. It's it's that you you cannot help the way that you you are if no, you have additional no, needs. No. Um, Alexandra Claire King, my daughter was constantly excluded, excluded, excluded. Obviously couldn't cope with school and school couldn't cope with her. So I took her out and home educated her. She has since been diagnosed with ASD and ADHD. So you've got a child that's been going to school 
the school are aren't aware she obviously hasn't had the, the putting it quite plainly the bit of paper that she needs yeah, to say yeah, yeah. because you then know, the exclusion wouldn't have I, I would say the exclusion probably wouldn't have been a legal exclusion. No. I no. mean, if we're excluding primary school children, what is a primary school child doing that is so awful that they need to be excluded? To me, that is a massive concern. Mm. Yeah. My primary age school children are getting excluded because of the way that they're handling situations that they're not equipped yeah. to handle. Yeah. Exactly. That's, 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 a, yeah. that's, out, that's out on us as adults, yeah. not on them as children. And schools no. don't take exclusions lightly. Schools don't want to exclude children. No. But So if there is an exclusion... There is a major need there or a cause for that. I think what, what happens, though, is, and in the case of my son, George, he was excluded at age seven from primary school, but it wasn't official. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. yeah. Mum, can you, you come, come out of work? Can you come and get him yeah. every day to the point Sadly, that I have yes. to give him teaching that, yeah. myself? Yeah. That's yeah. concerning yeah. in itself. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It be because surely the yeah. school need to then look at why. Because, yeah. you know, okay, you can understand a child caught that... that you know, perhaps an, a normal average child causing fights because that's the, what they think is the norm. But then you've got a child that does have problems coping even simply with a lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, coping definitely. with that authority of a teacher. Well, yeah. As nice as they are and yeah. as nice as they can be, you know, it, it's that coping mechanism mm. that perhaps... And they don't, they don't know how to process the way that they feel sometimes. Yeah. Mm. So it can come out in lots of different ways. It can come out in anger, it can mm. come out in... Um, silly behaviour, rudeness, yeah. it come out as laughter, you know. It, for some children, it come out in, as being physically sick, and, yeah, you know. Anxiety yeah. Somebody yeah. has put up an incredible uh, comment from the lady on the left about exclusions. Very eloquently put, Cody, her son, has been excluded seven times. Um, Alexandra, who's just come back, it was an internal exclusions. Yeah. The last mm-hmm, one was yeah. because of a meltdown. They didn't call it a meltdown, they just described it. Yes. So that sounds to me like a school that doesn't understand at all. Definitely. Anywhere. Mm. And, and if it's, it's not an official it's not ex- unique. No. Yeah, if it's not an official that's sad. exclusion, that's, that's wrong. Sad. It's very sad. Concerning. And it, uh, that's, that's not, can I just say, yeah. from my experience, that's not the exception to the norm. That happens frequently, that parents are phoned to come and collect your child. And they are under so much pressure. So many parents have to give up work because they're getting phone calls all the time because the school don't know how to handle the situation. So rather than ask the education department, you know, we don't know how to handle the situation, please can you help? Or maybe they are asking and it's just not forthcoming. It's back on the parents. Which is hard because it's not the parents' fault. It's not the child's fault. And that child's missing their education. Because of it. There's a huge flaw in the system, isn't there? Yeah, sounds like a very big flaw. On that note, we'll have Apache.
you're back with Ronnie J on Pure West Radio with the debate show. Sorry, it's not the West Wales. Steve will be back in the basement with me next week. That sounds really bad. Um, the debate show tonight is autism awareness and problems surrounding children, young adults with learning disabilities and all, all types of problems. We've been covering a lot on education at the moment and also diagnosis. Um, Quite a few different comments coming in. Uh, Alexandra says, Beth, you're fantastic and I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too, Alexandra. Um, but as, on, on a serious note, tonight is about your comments to, to put up so I can read out. So maybe somebody out there who may be listening, may be watching, actually has an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a great. lot of the that parents, a lot of the carers yeah, yeah. in the county. Yeah. Yeah. Um Somebody has put up. Well, it's actually our very own Izzy. Bless her. She she understands all this. She she has her children with the same different problems. All ringing so close to home. Exactly what we've been dealing with with Cody. We're so lucky. He has this placement in Penali now. It's improved quality of life for all of us immensely. But I know for a fact what she's gone through and how long it's mm. taken her to get him to a situation where he is happy. Is this the same story all over the county? Yeah. yeah. And yes. all age groups. Yes. yes. And all, all additional needs. Yes. And yes. All complex needs. I, yes. You know, even when you go as far as looking at dyslexia and trying to get, you know, schools to assess for that, it's very, very difficult. What um, stops the schools? Is it just funding or is it lack of knowledge? It's both, it's I both. think. I'd say I both. think to be, you know, to be a specialist teacher, I don't think there are many specialist teachers. I'm not sure. When you look on the PATOS or the um, BDA website, um, you don't see many in this neck of the woods. Um, you see lots in Bristol, you see lots in London Way, um, you know, that work independently as well. There, right. there aren't many. And I, and I think within the local authority, it's very difficult to, to be able to say only the local authority would know how many specialist teachers they actually employ. So what do they need to do? Well, Where do they need to start? Does it start in <laughs> primary school? Does it start beforehand? Well, Education-wise, we'll get on to diagnosis and how much problems that is. years has got better. In the county, I think so. Yes, I think there's someone else has taken over, things up. and mm. I think from what I've heard, I mean, obviously we're we're past that stage now. But mm. for for younger children, I'm led to believe think things are improving. Right. But when you've got a child that I call an in betweeny, yeah, they're the for me. That's where I've struggled because if you've got a child who's quiet, isn't disruptive but they withdraw, mm. they're not seen as a problem. So therefore they're not picked so up not, on. Yeah, or, or, they just assume, or they just assume yeah. that they understand everything that's happening. Oh, girls. You know, like, or girls. Com- yeah. Girls. girls. Yeah. Compensatory girls. strategies. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, my son's yeah. quite like that. Yeah. Dave, I'm sorry if I say your last name wrong, Han. It's Gaham or Gorham. Um, when do you start in getting support for your child when you know all is not well in school? As soon as possible. Yeah. Where, where do you go? Would, a partnership? Would you? I would start with yeah. the school because if you can get the school on side yeah. and understanding oh. that your child needs to be looked at as a unique individual, not compared to the rest of their class. Yeah. Looked at what are they? What are they good at? What is setting off? What are the triggers, if there are any at, the, at all? And devise some sort of um, plan for that child to be able to stay in mainstream. That w- that's wonderful and it can happen yeah. and it does yeah. happen yeah. Matt Andrews has come in with Carmarthenshire is just as bad it's bordering on negligence do you yes. agree with that ladies? Um, oh we have an um 
Well, it's difficult to say, um, but I would imagine it's not synonymous to Pembrokeshire. No, I mean, yeah. I you know I happy get birthday. lots of phone calls and. No, not my birthday yet. According to George, it's happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's in in going back to the seriousness. Carmarthenshire. I mean, we 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 know how bad it is in Pembrokeshire. Yes. Is Carmarthenshire, Ceredigion going up? Is it as bad? If not, think, why aren't we the same? When, when we have our, um, sorry ladies, when we have um, HCB solicitors, the, the education law department, they come down and they we host them through Dyslexia Pembrokeshire, but we ha- see them three times a year. They work, they're the only UK-based, uh, in Cardiff, education law office, and they deal with all of the referrals for HCB across the country. They are saying that it's pretty bad in terms of our geographic location in Pembrokeshire but it's not synonymous to us there are difficulties right across England yeah. and right across every Welsh authority however because we are so far out on yeah. a westerly limb it's almost as if there are lots and lots of um, issues going on here that may not have been raised they might have been raised but maybe not you know I don't know I think it's how many psychologists want to come and work down here? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. yeah. So it, it again, it's similar to certain other situations in the area. How it's, many pediatricians? Want yeah, to who yes, wants to actually come and work? And that, here. And that has an impact because then so that negative. makes the diagnosis mm-hmm. process longer. Yeah. It makes waiting for support longer. Mm-hmm. Because is the, the support on the and the diagnosis that you get is it local or do you have to go up, up to Glanwilly or further to get it? Our, my son's assessment was the first one he had was in Withybush. He sees a paediatrician in Withybush, but for his autism assessment, he had to go to Glanguilly on more than one occasion. Now, we're fortunate because we have a car, we can drive, we can get there. But if you couldn't, I would see how that is going to be a problem. Mm. So you may have to wait longer. I mean, I don't even know if they hold them in Withybush anymore, do they? I don't know. We've lost paediatrics. We've lost paediatrics. I was about to say, I don't Mm, think we've got a children's... um no, I think in child health, they still there. You still get <coughs> specialist pediatric. Yeah, but I don't know yeah. that they hold the clinic, the diagnosis clinic. I, I don't know. I, no, I, I couldn't comment on that. But perhaps somebody in the um, audience yeah, could say, might yeah. be able to mm, yeah. let us know. But I just think that it's difficult to get services here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I work independently and I have done for four years. And, you know, just from the, the aspect of SPLD, specific learning difficulties it's very difficult for that area and when you've got children with autism and dyslexia and dyspraxia and ADHD. I think sometimes they don't see that though because mm. my son's diagnosed with dyspraxia and I brought in a lot of information from the dyspraxia website about how Mm. things could be adapted in school to support and they told me oh we've already got that but they didn't put any of that stuff in place and actually on his report one of the things said for him to over the holidays think of ways to make himself more organized and i thought well, but that's part of his that's difficulty it's well, like yeah. saying to you, saying to you, you can't your coordination is you, impaired because you can't yeah. multitask you can't yeah. recall your working so memory i didn't tell him that because week. he would have spent his whole yeah. summer holidays Stretch, worrying stressing. and having anxiety yeah. about how mm. could he make him he is as organized as he circle, can be isn't it yeah you know and um, I've often read in IEPs as well, you know, the outcomes for children uh, to be able to read better, so read more at home. But the thing is, if you've got dyslexia without the actual strategies in the toolbox, yeah. how on earth are you going to read more mm. at home? More of the same just does not work. No. You know, I always use the analogy of tennis balls, you know, uh, right, you've got 10 tennis balls, let's hit them over the net. Imagine a dyslexic or autistic child, um, they hit two over the net. 
you know, school's going to come along and say, read more. So here we are. Here's 100 oh, yeah, tennis balls. Yeah. You're going to, you've hit 20 over the net. Wow, you've, you've really improved now. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. <laughs> but you've had no technique, yeah. no yeah. strategy, just, just no, no help yeah. at all it's, by the sound yeah. of it. Sheer probability. You get yes. more of the same. They are going to read more words because there is more to choose from. But your comprehension skills, your fluency, um, whether you can work within the time scales as well. These children can't organise. They've got no time, you know, spatial... You know, they find it challenging. But also, yes. some, yeah. 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 also yeah. sometimes it's a case of they don't actually understand what they're reading either. Yeah. It could yeah. be a simple, you know, nursery rhyme. Mm. Just to, to take something, but they the may not specifically yeah. understand. My Language. son's quite good at yeah. looking at the pictures, picking out a few words, yeah, working it out. Sometimes he's lucky. Sometimes, they yeah, might, George is very yeah. good. They remember might change him. the picture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he could remember a whole floppy book. When someone had read it to him once, he'd remember it word for word. Yeah, wow. and go back in, wow. and the teacher would say, "Brilliant, reading." Yeah, yeah. 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 But they haven't. Yeah, but they haven't actually <laughs> seen right. what yeah. he's actually yeah. doing. I mean, I've got to say, our school has been pretty good in that my son loves football. Absolutely loves football, loves golf now as well. He stopped playing golf. So they have made sure that in the library that he has those kind of books because, so that he will read them. One teacher did say, oh, you need to broaden your horizon of what books you're reading. I thought, do you know what? It's taken this long to get him to read a book willingly. Yeah. So, you know, I appreciate that they have thought, they okay, so how can we... obsessed with that topic. Oh, yes, yeah. 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 Exactly. They'll read everything. Yeah. Football. Yeah. football isn't seen as a... At a, a specialist subject. No. You know, when you go for an autism assessment, they said, oh, he hasn't got any, you know, specialist thing. And then in the report, football was mentioned nine times. But I'm it's like, an obsession, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But because it wasn't yeah. trains or dinosaurs, they didn't see that yeah. as no. being an issue. In a sense, it's like my, my daughter's dyslexic. And in fact, my, my two sons are as well. Um, and as we were talking before we went on it, it is family. You know, yes. it, it's, it's hereditary. There is a, yeah. Now, my, my son, my daughter, I couldn't get to read. They, they didn't want to know. You know, they'd come home with books from school, n- not a hope. Once they left school, once they left college, different matter. My daughter now has every Terry Pratchett book. Uh-huh. And <laughs> she could tell you every single... And that was, in a yeah. sense, her obsession. Yeah. Yes. But that's what she yeah. would read. And it's finding something, I think, that yeah. does keep it, them in class. Yeah. And it does, as, yeah. does it matter if they read the same kind of books? I don't think no. it does. It's still, as long as he understands yeah. it and he enjoys it and he's willingly now going to the library and choosing a book. And I have to tell you, I never thought that day would come. Never, and it makes ever. you feel so proud yeah. when that happens. And he's asked for you some know. books for Christmas as oh, well. You know? Oh, awesome. Like I, I honestly never thought it would ever happen. <laughs> My other two read lovely. You know, they love, yeah. they're like me, they love to read. Mm. So, yeah. Charles Boney Young. My son was diagnosed with ASD at the age of three. Following the diagnosis, it was six years until he saw a paediatrician. This is beginning to sound very much the norm. Yep, yeah. Which it is, yeah. is wrong. It's totally. I've even shocked some people tell me that. Me, no. Can I just anymore. say, obviously you've been involved in the autism um, bill, the new bill that's coming out. So if you're waiting something like six years, and, and these are horrendous stories, you know, without support, are they trying to say that without a diagnosis, your child does not get any support? Okay, so the new mm. integrated autism service, which is what the Welsh Assembly want to put instead of an autism bill, that service, you cannot access that service as a young person if you do not have a diagnosis. So if you are waiting six years for a diagnosis, they are telling you there's all the support. Sorry, you can't access that support because that's, you haven't got that diagnosis. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting... It isn't your fault that you have to wait that long. And this is why parents are, are, are paying privately for yeah. assessments that they're then told by the local authority don't count. Well, independent assessments should be recognised because as long as they're done by a qualified source, 
okay, Joe Bloggs, you yeah, know. Yeah. You know, if you've got Joe Bloggs outside, can you assess my son, please? You know, we can understand if they're not of you course, know, taken. Yeah. But if you've got a qualified practitioner, uh, qualified, regulated, you know, registered person who's got experience in that field, they're qualified to do it. It's almost like getting an X-ray in Bristol. You've got a broken yes. leg. You bring yeah. it to Halford West. No, yeah. you haven't got a broken leg. Yeah. You've had that X-ray done in Bristol. Yeah. But you're limping. All the symptoms are there, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's exactly the same That's thing. so sad. They have to consider private assessments. We call them independent assessments. Right. Yeah. Independent as in you're not affiliated to a school or local authority. Um, so, yes, that, that's nonsense. They have to consider those. I mean, I um, act as an independent expert for dyslexia in special needs tribunal hearings, and I have done. And um, in that hearing are my reports, particularly if they're dyslexia or SPLD related. So, uh, you know... Yeah, that's if a court is accepting that, then why isn't a local authority <coughs> Well, they should it? be. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that, yeah. that's my yeah. question. Yeah. That is my point. But that is what parents are told. So it is they, what they're stuck told, in this yeah. thing of, do we pay to go privately? Which is a huge amount of money. It and is. most people it cannot is. afford no. that. And then if you pay all that money and then it isn't recognised, what benefit what? have you got? Yeah. Other than and what are you going to gain at the end of it? in the county yeah. as well. Yeah. Because like when um, George was on the waiting list, I was told he has a working diagnosis of autism. And he was... Assessed so that's, by social that's services. Sim- that's all the symptoms then, isn't it? All, yeah. He had all yeah. the traits yeah. and yeah. he, he but mm-hmm. didn't have an official assessment um, diagnosis. He was assessed by social services. He was given a social worker. I was given respite at Holly House, which has been a godsend for me. And George absolutely adores going there. I, I know a lot of yes. people, a lot of the children that and, do, And yeah. um, that is just, I don't know, is it just pure pot luck that that yeah, happened that to me? Because others... Mm. Are told well they haven't gotten us haven't got a diagnosis. I think you um, can't have an assessment think, for for mm. social worker. Charles think, has come back with we had the diagnosis and we're pretty much left to deal with yeah, it. Yes, yes. That, yes. He's now I'm sorry if I say this wrong. Echolalia, yeah, echolalia so is a big thing yeah. for my son. And on the subject of books, he loves books yeah. and action singing. Yet he won't do these things to demand or when asked. We've never seen him in a school play. So does this mean some of these children are losing out? Because are we saying that it stops at diagnosis? This, you know, this yes. is what he's saying, yeah. Well, they were oh, pretty much well, left to deal well, with well, it. No. Apparently they give out a book and a DVD. And a DVD or a, oh, wow, a amazing. Or they yes. tell you, go yeah. to the National Autistic Society. Society because they can help you with everything. Yeah. And we can, they can give you a respite. Right. We've had yeah. all sorts of people yeah. come to us say, well, we've been told you can, we can do carers. We are a, a, a group of mums. 11 mums voluntary to giving our time to who are also find out going information. through all of this stuff yeah, going we're through not it all sorted sharing it the information yeah. that we have found and yet we've got professionals we have got assembly members um, um what's london <laughs> members of parliament yeah. Yeah. writing letters to parents who have emailed them or written them pleading for help and advice and said what you need to do is go to the Pembrokeshire National Autistic Society branch. Why is they it all bundled on to you? I is realise we're so what? awesome. Apart from the obvious. <laughs> is, is it because they, and I don't mean, please don't take this the wrong way, is it because they want to pass the buck and basically say look, this this group of people can help you they can do all this really Maybe they genuinely don't know i don't think what, they know we, what do. we do is no. that they what don't it is know that no. we are you know all the fun all the funds that we spend in pembrokeshire are raised, are in, raised pembrokeshire. in pembrokeshire yeah, yeah. We don't pembrokeshire. Ha- you know mm. and it's all parents perhaps they just actually have no idea and don't know who to send people to so 
they might Google it and think, oh, there's a Pembrokeshire oh, branch, get in touch with them, because they don't know who to refer people to. But, but surely the local politicians or the local MPs oh, should... Oh, I'm, I'm hearing a groan on that one. Yeah. Uh, we've we've got about to. one and a half minutes. <laughs> we'll come it, back to that one after the news. That one sounds like it's going to be good. It's... Been abs- I, we're coming up to the news. We've got a minute and a half left. This has gone. This hour has gone amazingly quick. We've had some wonderful comments in. Some good questions. Um, well. yeah. Mandy Singh has come in. My son Jack is twelve. He has four seven XYY syndrome. That's what my son has. And autism. His primary school education was great. He attended Johnston School and didn't have any issues with how they dealt with Jack at all. Since moving to secondary school, I've had calls on a weekly basis, sometimes several times a week, to come and intervene with Jack about things a school should be able to cope with. Many of the problems he's encountered have been due to lack of education. The educators need to be educated about autism and they need to be passing the information on to the neurotypical pupils to nurture understanding. It's not a solution, but it could be a start. That's obviously a general... It needs to be an ongoing awareness thing, doesn't it? Not just bringing somebody for a date. Yeah, there's a very good comment come back from Charles. Thank you so much for your interaction, Charles. The more National Autistic Society do, the less the government have to do. Exactly. It does sound very much like it, but we will get on to, to that side of things with the local MPs and the politicians. <laughs> and this sounds as though it is going to be <laughs> rather interesting. Thank you for joining us so far. We've got another hour. Thank you for all your comments and all your stories and, and life happenings and events with your children. It's been amazing to hear from you. I will be back after the news. You light the skies up above me A star so bright you blind me Don't close
Radio. From Navet to Newport. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. The Welsh Government has been criticised for failing to show leadership in its response to Theresa May's Brexit deal. On Tuesday, the Assembly will hold a non-binding vote on the deal reached between the UK Government and the EU. Plaid Cymru described the Welsh Government's position for the vote as a whitewash. The Wales for Europe group said it does not provide the kind of strong lead on the issue that Wales needs. A Welsh Government spokesperson said it does not support the deal which is on the table. Part of the Government motion